Not, not quite my tempo. I'm going to make him an offer again. Hey, it's your boy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that guy. Um, I'm Tim. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Multiplex uh, Talks Movies. This is episode 50. Um, a bit of a milestone. 50 weeks we've done this. And we've also taken breaks in between on a few weeks. So this is probably actually week like 55. I'm still dead inside if anybody's wondering, but that's okay. We've got another episode for you. Uh, let's bring in... The one, the only, Maggie? He had his finger ready to bring him in, but I brought you in. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm just dandy. It's been so long since we've seen each other. Um, you're wearing a shirt that says trivia. Care to explain? Uh, it is a multiplex shirt, actually. I don't know. I'm assuming Coho put it on there, but it's simple and I like it. And I got it today. It's from work. All right, I think that's a Kane shirt, if I'm not mistaken, a Kane McMillan, a Kane McMillan trademark. Uh, let's bring in the other guy, Caleb Coho. How you doing? Hey, it's me, your boy. I am that guy. Uh, I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fun. I woke up today and found out that like an actual award show is happening, and I went, oh, cool. I don't really watch a lot of this, but I'm going to watch and see what came out, and then we're doing it, so this will be fun. Excited to talk about him. Yeah, uh, like I said last week, not a lot of news coming out right now other than depression. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk about the depression. Don't you worry. Uh, but first, we're going to start off uh, with uh, some non-depressing things and also talk about uh, the Emmys nominations as well. But first, we're going to get into a breaking uh, news story from a couple hours ago. Uh, that is slightly near and dear to my heart, and that is that AMC and Universal Studios have come to an agreement on uh, what to do when it comes to uh, the uh, theatrical experience for Universal Films. For those of you that don't know, earlier in the summer when we weren't doing the news, uh, we were doing the watch-alongs, and during that time, it had come out that due to the success of Trolls World Tour on VOD, Universal was saying they were going to start releasing all of their movies in the theater and at home on the same day. Um, AMC did not like. They said, goodbye to you, Universal. We're done. But now uh, they've come to an agreement. And that agreement is... AMC theaters and theaters in general, but specifically for this agreement, AMC uh, will play Universal Films for the first three weekends of its release before it can be put out on VOD. So, for example, Fast and Furious 9 comes out in April. Uh, if that movie uh, it comes out on April, like let's just say April 20th, it has three weekends to play in the theaters before you can watch it at home. So you can either go and see it in those first three weeks or you can watch it um, at home and wait three weeks later and pay like $20, $25 to just rent it at home 
for 48 hours or whatever it may be. The CEO of AMC went on to say that uh, most of the money made from movies happens in its first three weekends anyway. Uh, so this is a good deal for them. It's a good deal for Universal and both seem pretty excited about it. Coho, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, you brought this story to Thank my you. attention. Thank you. You're a wonderful person. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't really like I, I, it's not that I don't care. It's that I don't like it, but I don't have much of a way of changing it. Uh, I, I don't really love the idea that Universal movies, I can watch them at home three weeks after I see them in a theater. Like, that's, I guess, convenient, but like, I'd rather be able to. Part of the fun is watching them as many times with theaters as you can whenever you want to and seeing them in that experience. And then you have that waiting period where you get to like sit with it, you can't see it. And then that, like, oh, I really want to see that again builds up so much that when it finally comes to home video, you like buy that, you watch it like two more times on home video sort of thing. Like, that's just the way it's always been. So in my brain, that's just how I like, ex like experience home video is waiting for it and being excited for when it comes time to see it because I loved it so much in a theater. And now the kind of weird thing of now three months later, I can stream it at home and I'm not, I don't know. It's weird. I guess convenient. I just don't, I just, I'm just not ready to acclimate to that kind of scenario yet. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I, that's a great point that I didn't think of. I don't disagree with you uh, for those who haven't realized I collect a lot of Blu-rays. Um, and that's a thing for me as well is that, you know, I see the Avengers Endgame. 10 times in theaters that month month and a half gap of when it leaves theaters to when it comes to blu-ray is a very nice time for me I, li I, I like getting the anticipation of waiting to see the movie again uh maggie what are your yeah. thoughts on the situation overall and what coho kind of uh brought up um i don't really care about what coho brought up tbh um if i really like a movie and i want to watch it again whether it's at home or in the theater well, and it's available I'm gonna watch it like yeah, we've done, we've not waited before and it hasn't been a big deal. Um, that doesn't bother me at all. I'm not surprised this deal happened uh, when this news broke and we were talking about it. I was like, guys, this is clearly just like a ploy to get Universal to make a deal with them. And that's exactly what happened. So I'm just happy that I can watch Jurassic World Dominion in an AMC theater, hopefully in an IMAX of some kind. And, um, we usually see movies in the first three weeks anyway. So yeah, this doesn't really bother me. I think that it's a good compromise and I'm happy that they got to it. And I hope that AMC will be able to start playing movies from Universal soon. Yeah. Um, another big thing to think about too, is just like the price tag attached is obviously convenient for some people. Like uh, Maggie has a, as a family member who they have seven kids. So, you know, uh, uh, to, to rent Jurassic World at home for 20 bucks, that's a fucking steal for them to be able to do that at home. But for me and Maggie, Coho, even uh, the Cody's and the, the Canes and the two eggs of the world, it's easy to, it, it's, it's more, the theatrical experience is more of what we, what we uh, like. But even still, I don't, I don't know if I would do this. And, and primarily the reason I think is because if I see Jurassic World, three times in a, in two weeks at a theater, I'm not, uh, I'm not necessarily itching to see it in the fourth weekend and pay $20 for it. I'd be more interested in this type of thing for something smaller, like the King of Staten Island, um, which 
didn't get a theatrical release. I rented that. I paid the $20. I watched that. Um, but and same thing for trolls, but for something smaller like that, I'd be more willing if it's like, okay, I don't need to go to the theater to see this one. Um, I'm still going to take the, the theater experience every time. But, um, I think this is the best deal to please everyone. Um, because the other thing like Coho mentioned, having the, easiness of being able to access it right away after, after three weeks it is still only going to be to rent for 20 bucks for a certain amount of time the purchase won't be able to come won't come till later so for me i'm not going to rent it for 20 dollars just to have it for a day i will wait until it's available to purchase on blu-ray buy it yada 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 but anyway um i mean this is a good deal for many many people uh, especially both Universal and AMC. I think this is going to work out nice and well. We'll see if any other studios want to follow suit on this. Uh, I guarantee there's one mouse club that won't, uh, but some of the other smaller studios might. Okay, let's get into the next one, which is the big one, the one that we advertised. The Emmys! I know what you're thinking, Tim. This show is called Multiplex Loves Movies. Well, not anymore. As of today, this show is hosted by Tim Smith and it's called Multiplex. No, I'm kidding. That's not happening. But we're going to talk about the Emmys. Uh, the big things that uh, come out of the Emmys. Coho, why don't you take us through a couple of the, the big ones that you made graphics for? Uh, the there's two. I think there's two really big ones that that are like major. The first one is that Watchmen got 26 Emmy nominations. Yeah. Um, which is uh, I counted, se- I can't remember seven or nine away from breaking the record for a limited series um, held by Roots. Uh, but Watchmen. Cleaning house, uh, nomination wise, and is responsible for like I think of like a third or maybe even a full half of HBO's nominations at the Emmys this year, which is like insane. Um, but hell yeah, show's great, love it. It was so long ago, was this in December? It's like November, December, yeah. Man, that was such a long time. I was so happy back then. Um, this show slaps, uh, yeah. it deserves everything it's getting, all of the talk and the buzz. The show is fantastic. If you haven't watched Watchmen, uh, watch it. Even if you don't, Perfect. even if you don't like the Zack Snyder movie, or you you you, you don't like uh, the graphic novel, you can jump into this, and it has enough of the new to make you help you understand the old, and enough of the old to keep people like me and Coho who have read the graphic novel and everything and and like the movie to keep us in. Uh, But the show is phenomenal. Uh, Maggie, you watched the show with me when it aired. Thanks to Cody Newberry and his HBO account. Um, Your uh, thoughts on it uh, cleaning up shop here. Um, I'm not surprised at all. Also considering the social time that we live in, the show is very relevant. And so I think that the Emmys are definitely going to give it all sorts of love for that reason, along with the fact that it's very well made and very entertaining. Um, and I'm excited to see how it performs. Um, I know that the Emmys are kind of, uh, the commentary that I've read is that they're kind of tight this year. It seems like they're going to be pretty competitive. Um, so I hope that it does well. Um, but yeah, I think the takeaway is if you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, it's eight episodes. I think it's it's pretty quick. Uh, to clear up to clear up something in the chat, I did after episode one. 
tell Cody I didn't think he would like it. I didn't say you that. Know what the show was about at episode one. Correct. And <laughs> by the time the show was over, I did say to him, I think you should watch it. And his response was, you told me I wouldn't like it. And he's held that over my head ever since. I thought he had watched it by now. So that surprised me that he hasn't still. Watch it, Cody. Uh, it's, a good, you, it's a good show. You, you, would, you would like it. And uh, uh, you can log it on Letterboxd. You can, because it is like a long it form is. movie. It is on Letterboxd. Uh, and it's coming out on Blu-ray very soon, but not in 4K. <laughs> so we riot. Take a shot. Because I cancel me. Oh, God damn it. Um, okay, what's the other uh, big one that you had? The other major one was something that I, I talked to my friends who obsess about Emmys and TV. Uh, his name is Cameron Holtzman. He's the only person that brought it to my attention this was something happening. And he said, hey, The Mandalorian could get an Emmy nomination for basically best TV show drama. I went, really? And it happened. So The Mandalorian got nominated for Best Outstanding Dramatic Television Program, uh, which is insane. Uh, it's the first Disney Plus show to do that, obviously. It's like their flagship show. Uh, so that's a pretty big hallmark for them. Um, but yeah, uh, The Mandalorian getting nominated. I think it got nominated for two of the primetime and then like another like five or six technicals. Um, it got nominated for 15. 15. There you go. I, I saw like a couple technical <laughs> things pass by, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Mandalorian is pretty well loved by the Emmys in a way that I would not have expected. Uh, Star Wars to be loved by TV. Mr. Coho, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. You didn't finish the Mandalorian. What's wrong with you? Uh, I fell off after episode two, not because it's bad, but because I got busy and then I started watching movies and I forgot about the show. And I need to finish it. I think you should. I, should I think you might dig it. I think you might I think, think it was. I think you might think it was superb. Uh, Maggie, you have seen the whole show uh, 17 times because you love Baby Yoda so much. Koho, can you find me a picture of Baby Yoda? See if you can find me a picture of Baby Yoda. Maggie, your thoughts on uh, Mandalorian? No, I think it is really a big deal. Not just the fact that it's like fantasy TV, but the fact that like Disney Plus has existed for less than a year, and they're being nominated for the top award at the top award show in their field, so that's kind of bonkers. Like, how long did it? Like, obviously they have to give credit to Netflix and all these other streaming shows that have sort of paved the way for that to be possible for them. But I think this totally, totally is a huge win for Disney Plus, and it really legitimizes everything they're doing especially in the tv realm and um i mean they obviously put a lot of money into the mandalorian and like Ho said it was their flagship show and like john Favreau did it so it's like a big deal but i hope that they continue with this recognition to make content that is as good as we can absolutely um if we get to see this type of stuff with uh, oh, oh my love he's so cute oh my god i can't the mandalorian it's Emmy. Oh, my God. He's so cute. All I want in my life is for at the Emmys for them to call best TV show drama and Baby Yoda comes out to accept it. That's all I want. He's so cute. Um, So other things that were uh, nominated, uh, best comedy, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, The Good Place, Insecure, The Kaminsky Method, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Schitt's Creek, and what we do in the shadows, all shows that I've heard of that I hear are amazing. Maggie is a huge fan of Shit's Creek and Good Place. 
Um, she's been trying to get me to watch Shit's Creek for a while. I am going to do that soon. Um, and then uh, for dramas, Better Call Saul, The Crown, Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, and Succession. Again, all things um, that I hear are great. I have seen Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul slaps. If you e- if you even thought that uh, uh, Breaking Bad was good, you thought it was just good, but you didn't really love it. Better Call Saul is incredible. So watch Apparently Better Call Saul. Apparently, it was bad because I don't think he got nominated. And oh, Odenkirk. Odenkirk yeah. did not get nominated this year. I think there were a couple other snubs, but I think that was the big snub that I Esposito saw. Esposito got a nomination for supporting actor, though, for that show. So, um, And then Cody Newberry in the chat, he has sung the praises of Ozark, uh, which is one that I, I think season three was the one that just came out. Um, I do really want to watch that. I hear it's great. I've also heard Succession. Um, Succession is supposed to be excellent. My mom loves Handmaid's Tale. She just yes. loves it. So... Um, I am very happy to see The Good Place get nominated one last time. Uh, and I really hope it wins. I really hope it wins because this is the last shot it has. This is also Shit's Creek's last season just aired. So this is also like, like, yeah, it sucks because they're both great shows and this their final season. Um, so we, we're, we're not going to go through every little thing. But guys, um, what we'll do is... I will copy a, uh, a list uh, or the article from New York Times with all the nominations and put it in the description of this video. So if you want to look through all of the um, the big uh, stuff, you can I do will, that. Go ahead. I had one snub that pissed me off, and it was that Watchmen. We love Watchmen. I love all the performances nominated for Watchmen. Supporting actor, they picked three people from Watchmen. Jeremy and, Irons. And Jeremy Irons was actually nominated in lead. Which is what I was, I was shocked. They nominated Irons as a co-lead. Uh, but Yaya Abdul Mateen the second got nominated. Love it. Louis Gossett Jr. got nominated. Love it. And then um, I think his name is Hovan Adepo, who plays the young version of Louis Gossett Jr. Oh, yeah. Got nominated. And I went, lovely. But you know who didn't get nominated that I thought was the lock, not just to get nominated, but to win? Me. Tim Blake Nelson was yeah, not kind nominated. Of surprising. I thought he was the lock to win, not even get nominated, just to win. Because, yeah, he's like a huge part of that show. He's, he's really fantastic. Good. I was just like, wow. Go, Diego, go. Robbed. Cody Robbed. and Nick up here in the chat, just like making fun of me, canceling me. Go, Diego, go. What is this nonsense? Anyway, um, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, we're going to get the yucky stuff out of the way right now. Uh, Tenant, guys. I hate to say it. Um, I'm going to go back on my thing about Tim Smith. Um, Coho is now going to be the new host of Multiplex Loves Movies. Maggie and I are moving to Australia so that I can see Tenet when it comes out um, in a couple weeks internationally. Uh, Jake Marangoni has uh, graciously offered a place for us to stay and, uh, and work uh, so that is very nice. Thank you, Mr. Marangoni. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Coho, I think you're going to do great as the host of the show. So um, tenants coming out internationally. Cody message when this news broke, Cody messaged the, uh, the group, the, the admin chat and said, somebody keep an eye on Tim. Cause I think he's going to try to run away or jump off a roof. I don't know. Um, I mean, 
this this sucks, but it, I get it. The U.S. is a small place compared to the rest of the world. If the rest of the world is smarter than the U.S. because they're wearing masks and getting better, then good on them for uh, for getting to see this movie before us. Um, that being said, this movie is hypothetically, according to Warner Brothers, releasing in limited release September 3rd in the U.S. in cities and locations that are open. If that means that I have to drive four hours to somewhere that's playing, Maggie laughs. She laughs. Because I know you're going to make me do it, which is why. But it's true. If on September 3rd, it's playing at a theater that's an hour away from my parents' house who live in Indiana, I'm driving the six hours to go see the fucking movie. And then I'll stay with them for three days, pet my dog, go on the lake, get to see Tenet. You're just going to leave me here to go see Tenet? That's so rude. You come with. Well, she's so upset she broke up. What did you say? I have school in September. When do you start school? Then. September 3rd? Yes. That's a Thursday. You don't well, start on a Thursday. The next week. So that weekend you're available. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. But anyway, um, Coho, you looked shocked when I said the September 3rd thing. Did you not know about that? Tell me your thoughts. No. What I was shocked about is that you said limited release in theaters that are open. And well, I think that it says it's limited. No, it's yeah. If it's theaters that are open, then my theater is open because it's playing the most bullshit B movies I have ever seen that are that are like limited VOD releases, and then they're also playing like Return of the King extended edition right now uh, and stuff like that. So I've been seeing the old movies there. And not and skipping on like whatever uh, Jason Statham wannabe that they show, and now if if my if it, if they're playing it, I, I can uh, yes please. But otherwise, uh, yeah. it'll if if it's not playing in theaters in the U.S., I guarantee you news will get here pretty quickly from everyone overseas as to what happens. Well, and that's the thing is I don't I again like. I've gone into movies having been spoiled before. I knew the end of the the Rise of Skywalker before I saw the movie. I saw a screen grab of Ben and uh, and Ray holding the lightsabers in front of the Emperor in like friggin' September before the movie came out, and I went, "Well, that's fucking great." So like things happen. The thing that I don't want to happen is Nolan does surround his movies in such secrecy. If this does, we've joked about it on the show, but if this does turn out to be a, like an inception sequel i'd really rather not know that information um i mean like if it does if, if that does happen to like i hear that i get to still go to the movie experience it and go okay how is this going to connect let's see but i'd really rather not maggie let's go to yeah. you before Koho, you say your thing may um will you drive four hours with me if we can't see it in madison this time i guess but I really don't think it's coming out in the U.S. at all in, on September 3rd. Like, they say that, but, like, it's not going to happen, guys. Like, Warner Brothers is not going to release a movie if they can't make all their money back. And releasing it worldwide isn't going to be enough. And so they still might release it worldwide early, but I do not see them releasing it anywhere in the U.S. until things are open. Plus, I saw an article, I think it was from Collider, and it was talking about how this is, like, after this movie, there's like nothing, no other new movies for months, right? Well, well I did. I, 
I read that article that you're referencing. What they said was there's no major players for the rest of September. Right. And most of October. I believe Wonder Woman is Wonder still, still in October. It's still in October. Um, but yeah, Mulan was moved. Uh, we're going to get to it. But other things that were in September were moved. So I get what that is saying of like, okay, if Tenant comes out September 3rd and nothing else comes out until October 20th, what are we doing for that time? Right. Um, But I think honestly, that might be a little bit of Warner Brothers thing is they've got us. They've got us for a month and a half. Um, I could, I see it going both ways. Um, I am like Katie here where I'm saying, Maggie, don't be a negative Nancy. I just have to tell you the truth, man. You you have to. New Mutants, um, I think is still scheduled for the end of August, which uh, is sure. Uh, So we would maybe have that as well to go see. But again, like we'll, we'll just, this whole thing has been a waiting game. It's going to continue to be a waiting game. We'll see what happens. I remember back in March when it was all, Theaters will be open by July, and uh, here we are. It's July 28th, and I'm uh, still here. So um, it is what it is. We'll wait and see. So we'll get on to the other part of this negative story, uh, which is let's talk about all the stuff uh, that was pushed, Uh, mainly uh, the big ones, which, uh, again, disappointing. Mulan is completely off the schedule. A lot of stuff has been pushed. Um, Disney has pushed a lot of stuff. They've completely taken Mulan off of the release schedule. Um, and I think the reason is they're literally just going to wait until everything is good and then they'll drop it. Um, if let's say, uh, you know, it's, it's August of next year, you know, you never know, but it really could be the fact that things start to get better. Let's, let's say, for example, things start to get better in March, April comes, things are consistent. May comes, things are consistent. Hey, surprise. Eight weeks from now, two months, you're going to see Mulan. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be over the summer, uh, but things are so cramped right now. I get it. Where do you move it to? You don't know if it's actually going to hit that. Makes sense. Um, so Maggie Mulan, I know you were looking forward to it when we were supposed to see it four months ago. Uh, how are you feeling about this decision? Um, I think it's the right decision. And I think that if you can't, if they still anticipate putting it out this, like this year, like as in like a year today from now, that sort of makes sense to make it a decade indefinite. Cause I totally agree that I think that's what they're going to do. That instead of them telling theaters when they think they should be open, they're going to wait for theaters to be open and everything to actually be okay instead of trying to force something when things aren't okay so i think that delaying it indefinitely is the right choice because then they can just drop it whenever they want um and they don't have to wait like a year from now like a bunch of these other movies pushed a year from whenever so i think it was the right choice i am sad but i mean at this point like yeah coho I'll ask you the age-old question that uh, Starger is bringing up. Why don't they just release this on Disney Plus? Probably should. I mean, if I'm being, if I'm being honest, this is a movie that I. It's very low. It's very low oh, right. on the list of priorities for me in terms of movies that are getting delayed. Like, I'm more concerned uh, about other. Like, I, I'm more concerned, honestly, about like 
No Time to Die. Uh, Death on the Nile's higher priority for me. Like, there's other movies that I care more about that are getting delayed right now than this one. And I think Disney has a really prime opportunity that they have that streaming service that everyone has access to that just crushed when they put out Hamilton. That if you were like, hey, Mulan, that you've been waiting to see, boom. And you can watch Mulan at home. Like, I, I feel like Disney is in the best position to keep thriving with the movies that they have and put them on a place where people can still see them and they still make like a hundred percent of the profits off of it. So, uh, yeah, no, I am, uh, I'm not, uh, wanting this to be on Disney plus, um, at all. There's not something I am interested in in the slightest. I want to see this on the biggest screen possible. Uh, and, and honestly, if you, it's tough because if this was Maleficent two, if this was Onward, if this was uh, even Soul, if you told me Soul was coming out on Disney Plus, I'd be I'd be pissed because be going because going to Pixar movies is an event. The thing with Mulan is they advertised so much about how they were shooting on location out in uh, in the locations of the uh, of the setting. Like I want to yes, thank you. That's yeah, in China. I want to see that on the big screen. That's not something I want to see on the small screen. Every now and then there's a movie that I see uh, that I, I just, you, you wish you would have seen in theaters. I don't want to miss this one. Um, let's get into some of the other stuff uh, that was delayed. Obviously we talked about uh, Tenet, um, but uh, let's talk about some other stuff. Antlers. It's a horror movie from the director of um, uh, what you might call it. Uh, uh, Jesus black mass Um, that's coming in February. Uh, Now that's been pushed all of the avatar sequels once again, pushed a year. So we're waiting till 2022. Now, by the time that movie comes out, it will have been uh, over. uh, It's already been over 10 years. uh, But by the time that the fifth of these avatar movies comes out, uh, it will have been 19 years since the first one came out. So James Cameron, uh, you do you, man. Uh, the next ones, Jackass 4, didn't know you were a thing. You've been pushed <laughs> to September of 2021. Mulan, like we said, indefinite. Quiet Place 2, this one bums me out. It was originally going to come out last March. It was pushed to September. It is now coming out April 23rd, 2021. Uh, every Star Wars movie has been pushed one year so uh instead of getting a movie in 22 24 and 26 we are now getting them in 23 25 27 uh we don't know what they are yet but they are uh, coming um and like we said tenant uh is the other uh big one and those are all the uh the big ones that have been pushed this week the other um big one that we could probably talk about is uh bill and ted uh is coming out still coming out in september in theaters but same day on VOD. Um, so that's a thing as well. I haven't seen the Bill and Ted movie, so I don't really have an affiliation to this. Brian Michaels is excited. Uh, so that that's 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 something. Um, also, Top Gun and Spider-Man 3 from the MCU have both been pushed as well. Uh, Top Gun being moved from Christmas of this year to summer of next year and then uh spider-man only moved i think like a month or so to christmas uh so yeah um any overall thoughts on all of what i just said coho 
So, I guess I just kind of had an idea. Uh, we're all stuck here, right? We can't really go anywhere to watch the movies. Some of us can, some of us can't. And no one really wants to, even if they can. Um, some of the smaller ones that, like, I was thinking about through all that, like, you could, I mean, a quiet place too is big enough that, like, you would still probably want to see that in a theater. But, like, Paramount just sold the trial of the Chicago 7 circus movie to Netflix and got all their money back for it. And now I get to see that movie this year still. Sort of thing where it's like the streaming services, I think, would pay bucks for some of those movies to be on their platform as exclusives. Like, I would not be surprised if uh, if Netflix was like, hey, uh, we'll buy A Quiet Place 2 off of for the entire cost of what it took to make that movie. Because then all you do is, hey, by the way, Quiet Place 2. All the marketing's already been made. They've spent all the money. We'll pay. We'll recoup your funds. And now you can come watch it. And we'll make all the money off it on streaming. You know, like, I think that could be really cool in a way to compromise through this. Like, not cool in a way for, like, movies that you really, really, really want to see, like, like the Star Warses or the Avatars or whatever. But, like, the sm smaller ones in the cracks there, like the French Dispatch and stuff like that. The Death on the Nile. Yeah. The ones in the middle there. Uh, Ridley Scott, whenever he gets to finish making The Last Duel, might want to consider doing that. Like, there's people that, yeah. like, their names alone sell the movie. And yeah. I know, like, I feel like Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max would be like, we'll buy that off you right now. Uh, and yeah. I think it'd be a smart idea. I don't think you're wrong. I mean, we've seen a lot of stuff like that. Like, The Lovebirds was a comedy that right. came out earlier this year. Originally supposed to be in theaters. Netflix picked it up, put it out. Um yeah, I, I don't mind that idea on certain titles. Like you said, right. some titles you don't want to. I actually read a tweet from uh, when Quiet Place was pushed. Right, that's um, Steve Weintraub uh, from Collider tweeted and said, I got to see this movie in the theater like a week before COVID happened. You're going to want to wait to see this one in the theater. Right. So that one specifically, just because you brought it up as an example, I would say uh, wait. But stuff like um, The Last Duel... Um, or is it the last duel? Right? Isn't yeah, that the last called? duel with yeah, uh, Adam Driver, and Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck, and Ben yeah, which Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote together. Uh, which I I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, I watched that on Netflix. Um, so yeah, uh, Maggie, any thoughts on all the stuff getting pushed? I mean, um, it's gonna be weird to see an MC movie at Christmas. Um, but excited for the experience. Yeah. Um, not really shocked about Avatar. Couldn't care less. All he's ever done is push the release date for those movies, so this doesn't even feel like something new. Um, Star Wars, again, like, okay, we were already going to have to wait a long time, and that time is going to be filled with a lot of great movies, I think, especially now that all this other stuff is going to be smushed into a smaller time period. So I'm, I mean, it is what it is. I'm glad they're getting release dates, and I hope that they can still come out on those days is really what it comes down to. But Jackass 4, Maggie. Ah, yes, Jackass 4. I would rather die than go see that anywhere. So hey, Hulu, call the Jackass people. Nobody <laughs> wants to watch it. That's that's accurate. I, I, I don't know if this meant... I don't think it was real. I don't think it's real. No. I don't think... He doesn't seem like a guy who would like no. Jackass. Um, okay, so let's move on to the uh, final story of the day. This one I thought was interesting. We kind of touched on it a little bit last week, um, but uh, it's got to do with uh, Zack Snyder. Uh, he's in the news again, mostly because Comic-Con at home uh, happened, is happening, happened. It's done. It's yeah. done. Um, I didn't really watch any of the panels, but I read a lot of the news about it, and Zack Snyder had a lot of stuff to say. The 
say what you will about his movies. Zack Snyder seems like a good fucking dude, um, which it kind of goes all into. I'm, I'm going to say a lot of information, so uh, let's get into it. Basically, the big thing, though, is he did not want Joss Whedon. He didn't pick Joss Whedon, um, and he's not happy with the movie that came out. Doesn't surprise anyone, right? Well, he's also said that he's not going to use any Joss Whedon shot footage in the Snyder Cut. I don't know how that's humanly possible. Um, because if that's the case... Does that make gonna... you fucking like, ready for the Snyder Cut? <laughs> this, uh, say what you will about Justice League and say what you will about BBS and all, all, all of it. It is. It's an interesting thing. It, it's. It's not using any of the footage Joss Whedon shot. Means that he made a movie and they just didn't use it. Um, it's fucking wild. Um, he's been very quiet on whether or not they are going to film more. Um, but we're supposedly getting a trailer for the Snyder Cut oh. next month in August. Um, he also said that. Um, he is finishing editing and doing all of the stuff for the Snyder Cut for free. Um, he's not getting paid to do it, and he just wanted to do it. I think that's fucking cool. Um, I, I, what I don't love is all of the oh, now we need to get the suicide cut, like whatever. Like, like if David Ayer puts out a Suicide Squad director's cut, I would watch it, but I don't right. care. I don't care as much as I care about this. Um, so. Yeah, this is, uh, I, I think this is just all around, like, it goes into what we were talking about last week with just, you know, Joss Whedon kind of being an asshole. Uh, but I, I'm really excited about um, the Snyder Cut now. I think just, like, everything that he had to say about the project um, gave me a lot of hope. Even if it's not, I, I don't think the movie's going to be like, I, I, I'm not in the camp of we're going to see the Snyder Cut and it's all of a sudden going to be uh, this perfect fucking movie. No, I think it's probably still going to be just an okay movie. But I'm interested in the take. Comics have literally been built on uh, different versions of the same story, different characters, different Elseworld uh, stuff. If this is just an Elseworld version, a different timeline version, I like that. Maggie, your thoughts? No, I'm excited. Um, I'm interested to see like the actual quality of it. You know, like how much effort they put into it. Because I think I saw something, and I'm not sure if it's true, that like Henry Cavill is gonna have his mustache in like a lot of it, and like they're not gonna take it out. So Superman's just gonna have a mustache the whole movie. So that it's gonna be like. Yeah, I don't think that's real. Really, that you don't think that's real? No, because they shot. If he's not using Joss Whedon footage. He had the mustache when Joss Whedon was shooting. Was doing right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't know where where I read that. They were lying to me. Okay. So that it was probably sense. like comic crunch galaxy oh, Cos net cosmic book news. <laughs> that makes me feel a lot better. Covered. To, to be honest, that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be like it'll come out, and then like two days later, Tim will like have like the regular version on his computer and the Snyder Cut on the TV, and he'll be, like, comparing to figure out which footage was Joss Whedon footage and which footage was Zack Snyder footage. So looking forward to that day. But um, I think that... I will join you, Tim. 
um, to see, you know, what how how different the story really is. Um, like I think the overall arch or story is gonna be the same with like the mother boxes and stuff and wolf and all that stuff, but we will see. Uh, I actually I, I disagree with Maggie on two fronts. One uh unfortunately due to um this little thing called fandom fights i've seen justice league like 12 times and uh i i promise you i won't need to have those side. i won't need to have it side by side to know the difference uh b i think that the movie i think it's gonna be like the the justice league we have is two hours i think that movie is gonna be like the first like 90 minutes of this uh of this version and like the the climax of Justice League, the movie we have is going to be like the climax of Act Two, maybe Act One. Uh, like Stephen Wolf comes in, and it's just like, okay, bye right away, and then it's just new shit from there. Uh, but it's hard to know. We don't know. Coho thoughts on this whole thing. So the more I hear about the Snyder Cut, the more I'm kind of excited. Uh, like this is the weirdest Hollywood phenomenon I've ever seen, where like. We got a movie, and the director kept saying, that's not the movie I made. And everyone was just like, sure, Zach, sure. And then, like, eventually we find out that this man has, like, a four-hour cut of shit that he shot that wasn't even in the movie. Like, this man said, like, this could be, like, this could almost be a TV miniseries. He said on the Comic-Con panel, this could either be a movie or a miniseries. And I'm like, that's insane. That there's a, there's, I think, I think there's a chance that his trilogy could end up just being the Snyder Cut movie, like a condensed version of it. Um, because he said the first movie originally was supposed to end with like Darkseid showing up at the very end. And they're like, the second movie was like, we got to go to Apocalypse and get Darkseid. And then the third movie was ties directly into Batman v Superman with the time travel to fix everything was basically the like plot of his trilogy. I think the Snyder Cut movie might be that, just might be that story. And that would be insane. Uh, it's way see. too much. It is way too much. <laughs> well, I yeah. want fuck out of it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if he if it's if it's four hours long, sure, release it in in, in three or four episode things. Uh, right. The Hateful Eight extended v- version did that on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, where they were released in four one hour episodes, um, and I I personally didn't like it. Um, I would rather just watch a four-hour movie. I mean, I've seen the Return of the King extended edition. I can handle a four-hour movie. I'm a big boy. If I'm at home, I can pause it. I can go and take a dump in the middle and be fine. Uh, So either way, it is what it is. Cody, I believe, two points. He did direct BVS. Good job. Um, For Zack Snyder. I think he's saying, but did he? I think he's trying to say he's He's inciting being like, he directed BVS. BVS is bad, so this will be bad, is what he's uh, Oh, Maggie. I don't, okay. I don't hate BVS. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's not it's very good. Anyway, um, if you could pick one movie to get that version, the one that was like, hey, they messed with my movie. I'll start off. I want to see Josh Trank's Fantastic Four. I want to see Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever because Batman Forever that we got, there's an entire like three hour version of that movie that includes more Riddler, a 
different version, a different direction for Two Face, and an entire Batman like origin subplot psychological thing involving a giant ass fucking bat that you can watch the clip from. And is it good? That movie's probably not good, but I'll watch the hell out of it because it's more Jim Carrey Riddler, and that's all I need in my life. And it sounds like it'd be ridiculous. Uh, Jim Carrey Riddler uh, cost me three months of therapy. Uh, Maggie, do you have an answer? I don't because there aren't very many movies I can think of that that. Well, I guess maybe Dark Phoenix is the only one I can sort of think of where they were like, oh, we had to change it. It's just too much like Captain Marvel. Like, granted, the end scene on the train, dope as shit. So I'm happy with it. So I don't know how much is different other than the ending. Um, like, where the ending is. Um, but that would be something that I would. Yeah, or like Origins Wolverine too. I say was Does that of, was one that was messed with quite. It was messed with a lot, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, Fox had a uh, had a thing of uh, messing with their movies there for a minute. Um, for still. Um, okay, guys, uh, that was it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do some things right now that you should stay and listen to and not leave because it's very important. Uh, Mayhem at the multiplex. Boom! Is this weekend? Um, Saturday, baby. Saturday, Saturday baby. Uh, August first. Um, I believe the first video is dropping at one EST, and then is going in three-hour increments after that. So you'll get one EST, uh, four EST. I can do math, and then I can't do math. Seven, Seven EST. Uh, so that's what you're gonna get. Um, it's gonna be great. Mayhem, be there. Titles on the line in divisions as well uh, as uh, some fun matches in video one. Uh, don't be scared by the length of the videos like uh, my computer was. Um, that being said, so there's nothing really coming up in Warzone and Fandom because we've got those title matches. Well, Thursday, I think they have the... Does Warzone have anything out this week? I thought they No, were their thinking. finals are out, I think. They're out. Never mind. There is nothing until Mayhem. We don't well, have anything, right? We don't have anything, but Thursday, people might want to check out. They might want to check out the Facebook page, the YouTube page. We haven't decided yet. We'll make a post. Uh, Maybe but we're we gonna... can stream it simultaneously to both. Who knows? We could. Uh, we're doing a town hall uh, that is going to be Coho, Cody, Boatman, and myself. We're going to be discussing, giving you a preview of Mayhem at the Multiplex 3, as well as talk about a new schedule for Multiplex Entertainment. A couple shows. Yeah, a couple shows moving around to new dates, times, and a new show. We have a new show coming. Um, I don't want to tease too much, but I'll just say this. It will feature a person that who you like. hosts a live show where we talk about movies. <laughs> what could it be? Um, also, guys, just thank you for watching. Thank you for being a part of the group. Uh, lots of fun stuff coming. Like I said, mayhem. Watch the thing on Thursday. Your list sucks is still tomorrow. Going through the top 100. 20 to 11. We are starting at 8 EST tomorrow. We're an hour earlier. Stupid. You, you, something stupid is coming on Mr. Coho's part. Uh, can't wait to see that. Um, guys, that's the show. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back here next week. We're staying at the same time next week, next Tuesday. Uh, We'll be here. It'll be fantastic. We'll see you then. We'll see you on the other side of uh, Mayhem. Peace out. Bring in the dancing enchiladas. You're still here? It's over.
She's out of our hair And just when I dare to care She says, au contraire You're my pair of friends I love you <laughs> Keep it together, man!